morning, everybody. Welcome to Coffee to Casey and get rid of Bernie. Got to have a little born in the USA on Fourth of July weekend. My name is Casey Sampson. You're watching Coffee with Casey. We get together every Thursday morning. Talk about market conditions, what's going on. Today, we're going to talk about the rising or the real estate's changing tide. The tide changes at the end of June, start of July, and right on cue, it's, it's changing. So we're going to talk about the change, what to do over the next six months. Uh, first six is over. We'll look at how that went. Um, you know, a lot of times it's, it's about predicting the future. Um, everybody tries to predict it, you know, who are the best NFL teams going to be and blah, 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 blah. And they're eh, pretty much mostly wrong. Uh, trying to predict where interest rates are going to go, mostly wrong. Um, so I hate predictions, but I'm going to tell you what we're expecting for the second half. I'm going to show you how we got there, not the what, but we're going to show you the how, because that's important. And you can kind of come to the same conclusion yourself. And we'll go from there. I'm going to talk about our generation. I would say, you know, the, the group that's, uh, you know, over the last 25 years, what's the best innovation in, in, in my mind that's been going on? And, you know, really didn't get a name on it until last week. And then finally somebody said something and it stuck. And I'm like, you just described exactly what I think has propelled our team to number one in the state of Virginia. So we're going to talk about that. And, you know, it's never too early to get ready if you're going to sell. Like, let's say you're going to sell in February or March. You want to get your pictures right now. You want to get it green before the grass turns nasty, before the leaves turn, before anything. You you know, you don't want it to be seasonal. You want it to look nice. So if you're getting ready to sell your house next year, the best time to sell is February the 15th. Right about that first two weeks of February, that's when we really get rolling. And um, so... Nothing's out. No flowers are out. Pools are closed. So now is a good time to get all those trees in bloom, all the flowering trees. Um, get those up. Get some pictures of them. So if you're thinking of selling, we come by early. We have our photographers out there, and we're ready to go. By the time we get to spring, usually the exterior pictures of most of our houses are already done. Or we're done months and six, eight, ten months ago. So we're going to talk about that. I'm also going to bring to your attention a pricing issue. So we all know that pricing is the number one thing. And, um, and the tax assessors have thrown us a curveball this year. They're assessing houses too high. Most houses are 8% or 10% higher than they were. But some of them are 20, 22, 24% higher. So what happens is if a percentage of assessment is what you're you know, basing value on, Sometimes a tax assessor can throw us off by 10%, 20%, because he's just over-assessing. So we're going to take a look at that, and I'll, I'll show you a quick example. And, and again, um, if we miss price and the house doesn't sell, the seller's going to lose a lot of money. We can't have that, okay? So let's go back, and let's, let's talk about, you know, the changing tide of real estate. And with that, you know where I'm headed. I'm headed out to my PowerPoint, and we'll take a look. I can get through all my junk and we'll talk about the changing tide of real estate. Now, where have we been? Now, we know that we've been down 30% in inventory, 26% of inventory in Haymarket. Loudoun County's down 40%. The reason I, I um, kind of called out Haymarket is because I want to 
call out one community at a time so you can kind of see how they stack up with everybody else. Fairfax County, inventory is down 30%. So what I'm about to show you is going to be a little shocking. If, in fact, inventory is down 35%, which means it's a big-time seller's market. Why, are, why is it that only 75% of the homes that go on the market can sell or are selling? So let me show you what this is. We're going to look at different communities on this. The success rate means how many homes are selling in that first critical 10 days when they go on the market. So if 10 houses go on, nine are selling in the critical first you know, 10 days. Well, you can see that that track record is pretty strong in the spring. And that does, this is 2022 is blue, 2023 is green. So, you know, we can see that, you know, strong, strong market. Last year was crazy. But look at what happened on the second half. That red line, that's the difference between June and July. So we are here. We are now moving to the right side of this. So if we look at it, and, and last year it went from 95, 96, all the way down to 72, 51%, 66, and 40%, which means in October of last year, half the homes sold, half the homes withdrew. So this is... This is basically, they're either under contract or they're withdrawn or expired. So let me go back. Let me go back and start over. The blue is the homes that went under contract. The, um, and, and then that's versus the homes that expired or withdrew. So 95% went under contract, 5% withdrew. So look at the difference here as we go along. So... You know, even this year, we've gone from 95% pending sales, 5% withdrawn, to 22% withdrawn, 78% success. What happened to the 22 that withdrew? If your inventory is down 30, 40%, then how can 22% of the homes expire withdrawn unsold? Uh, it's very hard to believe, but no that no matter how solid you felt in the first six months, that's how soft the market is in the next six months. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean you don't sell? No. All of our homes will sell in the first weekend in the second half of this year. All of them. There's still an inventory shortage. Homes are still going to sell. But the problem is sellers have the expectation of the last six months, not this six months. So this is going to be the new reality. Success rates in the 60s, success rates in the 40s, success rates in the 50s, 40s, 30s. Success rates, I mean, I'll never forget. I mean, I started telling Donnie last year at Samson, it's like, there's more homes withdrawing than selling right now. And, and this kind of, that was a long time ago. I told him that. You could see that's what we're talking about right in here. Okay. So we need to prepare for it. We need to make sure that we're thoughtful. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through a thought process I had on a, on a home that I'm getting ready to list. I'm going to walk you through it because, it, you know, you can't just assume things. You've got to really authenticate information if you're going to deal in this market down here. Okay. So, again, this is the success rate in the first half of the year in 2022. There's the success rate in the second half of 2022. Here's a success rate in green of 2023. 
there's the estimated success rate of 2023. So again, inventory is way down. That doesn't mean you don't sell. It just means you gotta be smart. Let's take a look around the horn row. This is Arlington. Success rate in Arlington has been very high this year. It's great. Oops. And then came June. So these are the projected, based on what happened last year, these are the projected success rates of the second half of the year. So when you get to November, more homes are withdrawing than are, now watch this, are you ready? So more homes are withdrawing. If 10 homes go off the market, four go under contract, six withdraw unsold. Compare that November to what it's been like up in here, right? So you see the confidence level is high, but it's only because limited inventory, big buyer pool. Second half of the year, smaller buyer pool, inventory that's not selling, inventory that's sitting around. If a buyer has seven choices, they're gonna sit around and think about it. If a buyer has one choice or two choices, they gotta move. <clears throat> Homes that are price rate prepared right will always sell. So if we look at this, in this part of the year, 83% of the homes, that was the success rate. So 10 homes are listed, maybe two withdraw, eight sell. Right now, in the second half, it's going to be 50-50. Five homes are going to sell, five homes are going to withdraw and sold. Here's Willisford. Now, Willisford is one of the most successful communities in Northern Virginia. So it is a beautiful, massive subdivision out in Western Loudoun County, out in Aldi. And, you know, their home started about a million dollars and the small lot ones go for about 1.2, 1.3. Big ones will go all the way to 2.5. But, but that is a true, really successful, nice community. And you can see that in here. I mean, look at the success rate. Let me get this out of here. The success rate is so high. Look what happened here and here. And there's where it's headed. So, your success rate in the second half of the year is estimated that in Willowsford, half, more than half of the homes will withdraw unsold. So this tends to inspire confidence, overconfidence, if you will. Thank you very much. So it's you get a little overconfident that first six months. And you can see why. I mean, for God's sakes, look at that. That is some high success rate to reality. So, so for the Samson, you know, and I talked to two people on this show. I talked to realtors that are with Samson Properties, and I talked to uh, sellers that are that are looking to sell their house. So, my advice to the to the realtors from Samson Properties, I, I know what to give my sellers. I handle my sellers just fine. But my advice to the realtors at Samson Properties is there's got to be a big slice of reality cake that these sellers and you have to have to eat. You can't assume that we're in the first half. I'll tell you what it is. Here's exactly what it is. Let me give you a, uh, you know, I like to give little um, anecdotes. So let's say you're fishing and uh, you got your pole and it's in the water and the water's up here, high tide. This is high tide. So if you're fishing up in here and the water goes down to low tide, it, your bait's out of the water. We can't catch fish if your bait's not in the water. 
the bait's got to be in the water in order to catch fish. So think of this as high tide. Think of this as low tide. That does not mean that you're not going to get good, solid prices. Because you know what? This pushed prices up. This just maintains the correct price. It's not falling. It just maintains it. So, so you're benefiting from all of this. The people that are selling now are benefiting. But that line doesn't go up. You don't say, well, if they got one three, I'm going to get one four. Thank God you get one three and move on. And then if it's worth one four, they'll bid that up. They'll absolutely bid it up. So, so <clears throat> I just want to implore that the realtors need to set expectations with sellers that it's not like it was in the spring. It never is. It never will be. You know, a lot of people go to the beach. They start getting sidetracked. Um, you know, it's a it's a different market when you get into this market. Now, again, I said all of our houses, <clears throat> all our houses are going to go regardless. It doesn't matter. I mean, our still are going to sell at 90, 95%. And, you know, not, I think it was 96% in the first week which is if you prepare it right, and I'm gonna talk about that in the next segment, you prepare it right and you price it right, then just gonna sell. So in the first half in Fairfax County, there was an average success rate of 79%. The average success rate in the second half is gonna be 59%. And you see it goes down. So as a whole, Fairfax County may be stronger than some, some other areas or counties, um, but that's what it's going to look like. It's not up here. It's down here. Okay. So not as big a shift in the, in the second half for Fairfax County it is, as it is for, but when I'm assessing homes in Willisford, it's just homes in Willisford and Haymarket. It's just homes in Haymarket. You can't compare things to other, other deals. Now, before I get into, before I get into um, the next segment, which is important, I just want to explain the difference between good markets and bad and pricing. So in 2015, sales were way up. Why? Because inventory was way up. There were a lot of sales, but the prices were soft. There was four documented. There were two houses under contract, 42 on the market. Prices were soft. Prices were actually coming down in 2016. So so they'll read, you can read in the paper, oh, the market's great. Sales are up. Inventory's up. That's what's happening. Prices down, sales up. Now here, sales are down. Prices have stayed high. So it has an inverse effect. When you read sales are up, that may mean prices are down. And when you read, you know, sales are down, oh, it's terrible market. No, I'd go out and buy now. If you go back to those charts, let's say you're a buyer and a lot of my agents are buyers, a lot of Samson agents are buyers too, buyer agents. I would be looking for those people getting ready to withdraw and expire. They screwed up. They just made a mistake. We were looking at a house the other day that an agent just put on for $2.8 million. It's worth $2.25 million. I mean, what are you doing? By the time it gets to $2.25 million, all the fish are gone. Your bait is stale, the fish are gone, you blew it. Now, those are the deals. Now, if I'm a buyer, 
I'm buying. Yeah, I know interest rates. Yeah, get it just for rate. Get as low as you can. Buy it. You know, suck it up for a couple. You know, twelve months or whenever, however, until the rates come down and then refinance. But I'd be buying because I'm telling you that half the houses out there are going to withdraw and sold, and it is operator error. Operator error. Right? We keep track in real estate. Let me give you one thing. Um, friend of ours came into town, she's getting knee operation, she's going to a doctor, getting a knee operation. Any track record on that doctor? Can I see the track record on the doctor that's about to you know, blow your knee out? No. Kim just went and got my sister, I've got a hip replacement. Got a track record on that doctor? No. No track record. Couldn't tell you who he was, couldn't tell you how good he was. We can in real estate. We can in real estate. Right? Now, this is this is my last day of being Casey Sampson. Tomorrow, I want to be more like Ted Lasso, right? So I don't know if any of you watch Ted Lasso, but you should watch Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is the nicest guy of all time, and he's just really just Mr. Wonderful. And the whole show is wonderful. It's the greatest TV show. you got to watch Ted Lasso, and because and he's such a nice guy, right? And as a football coach, sometimes I get a little aggressive. Well, I'm not going to stop that. Let me show you something. In real estate, we keep records, right? If you list a house, they're going to document, did it sell? Did it not sell? Did it withdraw? How many days was it on the market? What list price was it? What was your sales price? All of these things are all documented. As soon as we put it in the computer, you can run a list. Here's, here's uh, every agent in Vienna, right? Here's the sales. Now, the red means that the home either withdrew, didn't sell, or sold in a period that was a, lo a loss to the seller. So this guy had one sale, one closed, one expired. That's how many days were on the market. Actually, it's just one house. And that was his. that's his Vienna track record. So if you go down and look, most of the agents have a lot of red. I mean, a lot of red, right? So you come down, that's our list. These are the homes that we listed and sold. There's the days on market. They all sold, right? And then you run into two. Yep, this was in December and this was a layer cake. And, um, you know, try to get uh, birthday cake money and it was just a layer cake, very simple house. <clears throat> Took a little longer than we had hoped. And then here are the ones that are under contract. So yeah, we have a lot. But if you look down here, the track record of some, you know, it's easy. If I was going to get an operation, I'd want to know, or I was going to sell my house. I'd want to know if you put on four houses, how many were successful? You know, if you put on, if you put on five houses, how many of those were successful? How many of them went through? So four withdrew and two sold. So, you know, again, you can look at the track record and, and it's available. Any one of the sellers that wants to see it, I'm happy to give it to them. And here's Vienna and Oakton. It's the same way. It's no different. But you can see that there's a lot of, and, and, and let me tell you why it's important. And I don't, I do want to be Ted Lasso. I don't want to be, um, you know, the football coach that, uh, I want to say that. I don't want to be the, the football coach. It's tough and all, but it's a tough business. It's not easy. And there's a lot of money at stake. So that's why I come on here every Thursday and talk about 
real estate and what's going on. So let's move to the next phase of this. And let's talk about what, it, in my opinion, is the best innovation, um, not just in real estate. I think the best innovation in business, right? Best innovation in business. It's called reverse mentoring, right? It's called reverse mentoring. The technology has advanced so much in the last 15 and 20 years that the older agents, and I'm watching them, I don't have to go back and show that to you, but I'm looking at older agents that are 0 for 6 because you have to, you the, the reverse mentoring is we have, the old have certain information and knowledge because, and the only reason you have knowledge is because you screwed it up and then you said, I'll never screw it up again. You fix it and you move forward. And after a while, you've screwed up so much that you pretty much have everything locked down. This can't happen again, right? But that's just the way life is. You just live and learn. But then you bring in the young and the young have a different set of, of skills, different skill set. And I think a lot of the older agents, like you'll see one agent in Oakton saying, oh, I'm number one agent. That's true because she's alone. I couldn't do it alone. I can't handle sellers alone. I can't handle all of this alone. I mean, you would become overwhelmed. I, my time is gone. But if you had the young and you were learning from them, all of their social media tools, all of their designer tools, all the setup, their work ethic, and all of the rest of that, if the old, the mentors listen to the young who are reverse mentoring, it goes back up. Then you have the best of both worlds, right? Then you have the energy and the taste and the style of the young. Perfect example. We walk into a house. I'm looking at it going, eh, it looks fine to me. You know, it's got yellow walls, but it looks fine to me, right? I'm 65. I'm not the buyer. My daughter's not going to put up with that. And, and, and by the way, I'm not cutting down anybody's house. I'm just saying that when we do pictures, certain colors are going to look better. And sometimes we just change the walls, not the trim, just the walls, which is cheap and it's easy and it makes us a lot of money. And it's, it's had houses go from 975 to 1.95 million. It's, it's just, you know, it works. It works. They have the energy to get that done. I don't. They've got the taste to get it done. I don't. Because everything looks good to me. And I'm not cutting on the older realtors that are by themselves. But they see things as 70-year-olds and as 80-year-olds and as 60-year-olds. Your buyers are 30-something. So unless you are getting mentored, admittedly mentored by young people that are in tune with the latest in social media, the latest in geofencing, the latest in modeling, the latest in, you know, the finance. Billy comes in as a finance guy from Clemson. I have models. My models now are 10 times better than my models before. I can use my knowledge and his sophistication with computers and Kevin and these guys get together. And before you know it, those models will knock your socks off. Casey Sampson or the men, the people, the reverse mentoring of, of KCC. So I believe that the best innovation is the adult, the mentors, the older people. A lot of them have taken on the young and said, you mentor me. You show me how to do this. We're holding phones. We don't know. I couldn't tell you 10% of what that phone can do. 
YouTube helps me, Google helps me, but the kids help you. How do you do this? How do you do that? Where are they? If if a 65-year-old isn't asking questions all the time, some people say, ah, I don't care about it. You can't do that. Not if you're going to be in business. You can't just throw that, oh, social media is a bunch of crap. No, it's not a bunch of crap. It's really not. It's entertaining. It's informative. No, it's a huge asset. That's just, if you don't understand something, you criticize it. And that's okay. But I think that if you are, again, let's go back to real estate. If you're a realtor, I've said it before, if you've got gray hair, go find somebody that doesn't have gray hair. Learn from, learn from younger people. That's what it's all about. Now you get that mixed in and we have a solid team of 30-somethings and 60-somethings. And then all of a sudden you bring in some 40-somethings who have a lot of experience, a lot of stuff to bring. Uh, Ferris, E-Ways, brilliant. Johnny, G, money. I mean, these are two of the best agents. But then you put them in and all of a sudden now they're mentoring us and we're mentoring them. Johnny G repeats stuff that he's learning from us to add to what he knows. And we're repeating stuff that Johnny's telling us that he brought to our team, reverse mentoring. It's coming from every direction. And I, I think that um, before the old discounted the young, and um, I think in the last 20 years, they've learned to respect the young and, um, and been open enough to say, hey man, can you help me? How do you do this and how do you do that? Because once, when Kevin shows me something on an Excel spreadsheet, it saves me hours, hours of time I used to spend just by him being efficient with how we do it and how we do it. So I'm going to come to one, and I don't know if I have it up right now, but I will tell you that, that these models are so sophisticated that what happened was, I'm, I'm right now, we're getting ready to launch a house. And, you know, the model says 1.4 million. And my gut doesn't tell me 1.4 million. My gut tells me it's more like 1.3 million. So I'm looking and looking and it's like, the models are off. So red flags are going off that, that a price per square foot is 1.3. The assessment says it's worth 1.5. Somebody's wrong, right? Now, this is something the artificial intelligence, you know, doesn't have. Maybe they'll have it. They'll have it now. So I'm looking at this. I'm saying, now, why are they not working? Because if I put that out for 1.4, which is what the model says, you know, and it's 1.3, I'm we're screwed. And as you can see from that track record, we don't get screwed that much. We're pretty close. So, so we have a red flag. I go back and I see that. Let's look at the assessment first. Well, the Fairfax County assessors either got drunk or half of them quit. New people came in. I don't know what happened over there. But normally, they'll chalk it up pretty good. So everybody's assessment goes up 7%. 8%, 10%, right? Same for about 80% of the houses out there went up 8 to 10%. Some of them went up 22%, 23%. So if it goes up 23% on, on one of these houses, that's $200,000 more than it should be. 150,000 more than it should be. And that will throw your pricing off. So I looked at it, I said, sure enough. The assessor jacked his assessment up 22.8%. That's the problem. So let's assume that your assessment went up 10% and 
and then run the numbers with that, boom, it comes in at 1.318, below 1.3, which fits where your gut fits, you know, where, where the feel was of that. So, you know, <clears throat> pricing is critical. Staging is critical. You could be a blind squirrel and find a nut in May, in April, and March. But you got to be a really sharp-eyed squirrel to find your nuts now. So just make sure, if I'm talking to the Samson agents, let's make sure we're really clear on where the pricing is. I just got a call. I got an email this morning from an agent in Richmond, Samson Properties in Richmond. And I got access to the uh, MLS down there. And she was asking how you can do the predictive analysis on their MLS because they don't have reverse prospecting or can't find it. So there is reverse prospecting. It doesn't get lit up once it's under contract. We have to figure out at what point you can get a reverse lookup or reverse prospecting. They have it. You just have to figure out how to use it down there. But even if you can't find it, showing time. How many showings are you going to get before you launch that listing? If it's two, you're at the wrong number. And I don't mean $25,000 off. I mean, it's usually, depending on your price range, you know, if you're under 500, yeah, $25,000 is your different price range. Once you get over that and it's six, seven, eight hundred, it's $50,000 increments. It's either 800 or 850. It's not, it's not 825. No, there's no buyer pools there. So you're looking for that buyer pool. But I will tell you that until we can figure out the Richmond MLS on how you can reverse prospect, how you can do your hit counter, how you can know your favorites, how you can know your possibles, you're just going to have to use your showing time of, you know, how many people are coming to your house? If it's eight, let's rock. If it's two, forget about it. You're overpriced. Nobody's coming. Doesn't matter how great you fix it up, nobody's coming. My name is Casey Sampson, and you've been listening to Coffee with Casey. And we've been talking about what I consider to be the best innovation of our generation, and that is reverse mentoring. If you think you're too smart to learn, you're in the wrong business because things change and they change fast. And to get people that want to get into the business and bring a lot of stuff to the table, whether it's finance or fashion or how to stage a house or whatever, just hard work ethic, we can learn from them. Learning from each other is the best invention we've got. Stand by for the real estate's changing tide. Know what to do in the next seven months. I'll be around every week to talk about it. I may bore the living hell out of you. My name is Casey Sands. You've been listening to Coffee with Casey. You can reach me at 703-508-2535 or Casey at CaseySampson.com. Julie does an incredible job of documenting all these podcasts so i think she's on vacation this week this podcast isn't going to make it for a while but it'll make it within the next week and a half see you again next week at 10 30 on coffee with casey bye now